Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. The Utah Jazz beat the New Orleans Pelicans by a score of 125, sorry, 115 to 105 tonight. A bit ambitious there with the score. But the Jazz, after having kind of a mediocre start for the first half of the game, were able to come in, um, build a bit more separation in the third, and then just really put on the gas in the fourth quarter to beat a team that, frankly, the Jazz should have won. Um, Now, to be fair, the Pelicans don't have Zion Williams, but if you want to get into it, it does seem like there are um, some issues with the organization as a whole. Like they lost Anthony Davis. Um, apparently Zion's camp isn't too happy right now, but this is a jazz podcast. So we're kind of going to move away from that and move into some um, issues that I feel like I've seen over the past couple games after the jazz, um, after jazz backup center, Hassan Whiteside, entered into health, um, not health and safety protocols, sorry, into concussion protocols. And it's really shown that while the Jazz do want to be able to possibly play um, small ball with Rudy with Rudy Gay at the five, that having us on white side is a lot better for the team as a whole. Um, the team has just frequently been in the negative with um, Gobert off the court these last couple of games. And while they did only end up being negative one um, with Gobert off the court, this game, at least, yeah, negative one with Gobert off the court this game. Um, it was a lot worse earlier in the game. And thankfully, with some threes coming in the fourth and Bojan having a great game, the Jazz were able to kind of remedy that. But this isn't a team that I expect um, the Jazz to struggle with when they play the small ball five, just because the Pelicans overall aren't that good of a team. And yes, the Jazz did already drop a game to them earlier this year, but they've been able to kind of piece some things back together. And while they have had some losses that I'm not the biggest fan of since then, they are currently eight and zero on the road. And I believe they only picked up, I think they only picked up two losses in the month of December, if I remember correctly. So really the jazz are hoping to get his on white side back as soon as possible. I do think it is beneficial to get Rudy Gay some practice of playing at the five, but I don't know how much we're actually going to end up seeing that just because It's not working right now. And we know that Coach Snyder isn't necessarily a fan of trying to workshop things during the season. He prefers to try to do the best he can in each game. And maybe that's something he's moving away from this season, um, especially with what happened last year in the bubble. Sorry, not in the bubble. I I don't know why I'm bouncing around so much. Um, What happened last year in the playoffs where maybe had the Jazz practiced a bit um, with a few different lineups throughout the year, it would have been less damaging to have Mike Conley out um, and to have Donovan Mitchell um, hurt to the level that he was. So I'm going to get a bit here into the box score and specifically take a look at Rudy Gobert um, just to continue down that thread. He only had 10 points this game, um, but he had 17 rebounds total. So not Rudy's best game, but he was plus 12 which is the best player on the Jazz other than Mike Conley, who had an outstanding night at plus 24 and definitely deserves accolades for that. When it comes to points, Donovan Mitchell led the Jazz um, with 29 points. He was 11 for 19 from the field and five for nine from three. So really good game for Donovan. And overall, this was just a really good game for the Jazz, um, especially the starters. But when, (laughs) when it's against the Pelicans, it's nice to get back on in the rhythm after you've lost um, like the Jazz did to the Warriors, 
but it doesn't mean a lot in the long run. And frankly, when I look at the stats, it kind of blows me away that the Jazz um, only won by 11, just with how good of a game their starters had. And what I ended up noticing was once I got into some more in-depth stance, more in-depth stats is that the Jazz um, really, really struggled often um, offensive rebounding. And I don't have specific stats, so I don't know how much of that was in the 10 or so minutes that Rudy Gobert was off the court. But the Jazz allowed, sorry, I pulled up the wrong stat here really quick. The Jazz um, allowed 17 offensive rebounds um, to the 10 that they got. And so while originally that doesn't sound too terrible, the biggest difference is that the Jazz allowed 29 second chance points. So when you have Rudy Gay at the center, if the Jazz aren't able to get the rebound, then all of a sudden you probably have a big guy. Um, Or even if they're not that big, there's not a formidable opponent at the rim for them to face. So it's going to be a lot easier for the team, other teams to offensive rebound when the Jazz are playing small ball five and going to be a lot easier for them to get more um, points off of those rebounds. So those extra offensive rebounds led to the Pelicans getting up 97 shots compared to 85 for Utah. So the Jazz won this game in large part due to the fact that they just had an amazing game from the field. They um, shot 48.2% from the field as a whole, shooting 19 of 39 from three. And that's not something you can frequently expect. So the Jazz, if they do want to play Rudy Gay more at the center, they're going to need to find a way to stop the other team from offensive rebounding. Because I do believe they'll get abused on the offensive glass like they did tonight. And thankfully it's against the Pelicans. You can have that happen and still win by 11. But against better teams, you know, against like the Warriors, you're going to lose if you're not able to play effective, if the lineups aren't as effective as they should be. So those are my big takeaways from the game um, today. Points off of turnovers. The Jazz turned the ball over 15 times, allowed 19 turnovers. Definitely not the greatest thing, but I think at this point, that's just kind of who the Jazz are. They're going to turn the ball over and their offensive firepower and defense are going to need to make up for that. They're not that great at transition defense, but they are pretty good at, they're a really good team at half-court defense. So give and take, you can't be amazing at everything. And that is definitely where the Jazz have ended up um, not being amazing. But in a game where the largest lead was 15 and you win by 11, um, really don't want to be too nitpicky. This game against Denver um, Wednesday might be telling, but again, it really just depends on injuries. But um, I keep saying but a lot. Uh, the Jazz, however, um, one game that will always haunt me is when they lost to a Denver Nuggets team that I believe had seven players who ended up seeing seeing time in that game. So this is a rivalry. I think this is a team where both teams want to win, especially the Jazz after um, what happened in the bubble when they ended up losing um, in game seven. So there's going to be a lot of heart this Wednesday. And while I do think the Jazz should win, they can't just sleepwalk through this one. So Thank you guys so much for watching. Really appreciate it. Please like, comment, follow wherever you're at. Um, we're, uh, we love continuing the conversation and we're super excited to see where the Jazz go from here. Go Jazz!